You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to, to help you with your pet. No matter what the problem is, pet professionals standing by at the ready. You know, like the guy sitting across from me. Hi, my name is Matt Fox. It's been a real hot second since I've been here. <laughs> it really has, but I'm, I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Matt Fox here for uh, for moral support. Yeah. Animal behaviorist dog trainer Brian Donovan helping us out and uh, always... I'm- I didn't want to leave you alone. Tonight. Oh, I know. I know. There's too much booze in this place. And uh, Sam Nork usually pushing the buttons for us as well. But uh, we're here to help you with your pets, whatever the problem might be. That's uh, our goal, our, our mission in life. And uh, talking about pets, talking about animals, pet-related issues. And uh, on the show today, uh, we're going to talk to another podcaster. Are we? Yes, coming up uh, later on in the second half hour. Fantastic. Um, Andy Ace, and he has a couple of drinking podcasts. Does he really? Yeah. I think we have one, too. Uh, we do. We do as well. <laughs> and uh, But he's a big cat fan. Oh, fantastic. So we're going to talk to Andy about his cats. Excellent. I'm and a cat fan. I'm, I, I'm a cat guy myself. Yeah. So that uh, that is in the, the second half of the show. It is uh, foretold that Matt Fox will have a bad animal joke. It is foretold. You may not like it, but I do. And um, we have a guest coming up uh, that I have to call. Momentarily, um, Khalil, uh, and it's we're going to be talking about uh, is you know uh, losing a pet, oh, so it's that's, uh, that's grief counseling because man, it's so it's so tough. Well, when it, you lose a pet, you know you go through a lot of emotions. I know I did, right? However, oh, what is it the vice versa? What happens with the pet if it loses its human? Is that is that what we're uh, trying to figure out? Uh, no, this is like this is no, no, it's, okay. it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, <laughs> not here's here's a cat, here's a catnip mouse. Hope you feel better. No, no, it's helping people uh, with the loss okay, of a pet. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I could have used that uh, years ago with my uh, fudge. That's it. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, how do I got to figure out? It, it's so much easier when Sam's here because I never <laughs> run the board, right? So I don't know how to dial out on the Skype. I got to figure this out here. So oh, that's gonna be fun. Chat calls. <laughs> All new <laughs> contacts. Let me make a new call on this thing. You want me to call somebody for S- you? Sam's probably uh, <laughs> Sam's probably a, 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 screaming, <laughs> listening to the stream. <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> oh, found it. Found yeah, the keypad. All right. Good job, Jamie. Yeah. All right. That's. Uh, what are you drinking on, by the way? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, no, we're we're having. Uh, uh, there's some uh, Knob Creek in right. here. Oh. Uh, there was some Knob Creek kicking around the studio, wow. and then there's also uh, where are we at? Um, there's uh, you. You brought up a, a beer for me. What, did. Uh, what did you? What did you bring me? <laughs> well, that's a special. We're here at the Detroit Shipping Company. We're yes. downtown Detroit, and yeah. they had a special going on. It's a dollar draft for Labatt Blue. So. Hashtag Labatt Blue Dollar Draft. Right? There you go. Detroit so. Shipping Company. Uh, we are in, people listen to this. Who knows when people listen to this? But right. uh, we're in the middle of hockey season. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, the, it's the middle of uh, middle of February. Yes. Uh, almost the dead center of February. Just shy. Just a, of one. 
Well, actually, oh, no. Yeah. It is yes, dead center because yeah. uh, there's only 28 days, so it's the 14th. Yes, sir. And uh, that would make it, oh, it's Valentine's Day. It is. And Matt Fox decided to be my Valentine. Oh, Jamie, you're my Valentine. That's it. Well. Our wives are like, <laughs> have fun, fellas. Aren't you, aren't you guys going out? <laughs> That's the state of our marriage. Our boyfriends don't want to leave. So That's here it, we are. yeah. That's it. So no, Colleen's actually working and she's like, Oh crap, that's Valentine's Day. I'm like, Yes, it is, honey. She's like, Well, you're doing your podcast thing anyway. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah my yeah, bride yeah. is still healing from a broken leg. So yeah. here we are. Right on. But all right, so we're gonna call Khalil and uh talk to him about uh pet, pet grief. I'm 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 interested to learn a little bit about what his uh thoughts are around this. That that is it. Two ringy dingy. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, Kellel. This is uh, Jamie from Animal Talk. Oh, oh, I didn't know who was calling. Uh, Jimmy, let me give you another number to call me at. Do you mind terribly? What's up, guys? Hey, hi. Um, I tried calling you on the other number, but it's not. What number did you try? Um, but it, it's saying that the number you gave us, and, and it's saying that uh, uh, it doesn't. What's the ex- number I gave you? Yeah, and it's saying what? That uh, it won't accept calls from blocked numbers, and we're calling you f- through a Skype through a computer. Uh, uh, and I don't know how to star eighty to it to it say. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was just a landline. And sometimes the cell phone or the mobile phone breaks up, and that there was a more, more solid line. But, but anyway, gotcha. okay, it doesn't matter. Sure, we got uh, you. Hi, uh, hi. So, hi. Yeah, what happened to the seven o'clock call? It's twenty five past. Well, we've been trying to do this for the. Well, we you know we're just getting plugged in, and <laughs> all right. So, and your name again is what? Yeah, uh, Jamie. It's Jamie here from Animal Talk, along with uh, Matt, Matt Fox, Fox yeah. and uh, just want to we talk about pets. We help people with their animals, and uh, from what we understand, uh, uh, and uh, if how, if how how do you pronounce your name? Well, first of all, I was expecting so, so Samantha's not on this call. It's Jamie. Yes, Jamie, right? Yeah, Sam's our producer, uh-huh, that's right. and she's uh, she's stuck at home babysitting. She couldn't make it out to push the <laughs> buttons, and that's why it took us a little longer because she's usually here pushing the buttons and does a much <laughs> better go. job there than we do. Yeah. All, right, all right, first name is it's pronounced Khalil. All right, Khalil. Insecure. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome okay. to Animal Talk. We're glad to have you with us tonight. And like I said, we try to help people with their pets, uh, okay. and and you try to help people after their pets. Um, you are a Ooh, grief counselor yeah. uh, and and grief and loss counselor, uh, and you specialize with uh, losing a pet. Well, two things. I'm uh, an animal chaplain, which is. Uh, just just a handful of us in this country, actually. Mm. So I'm a credentialed animal chaplain and will be ordained in two and a half weeks, I think, as an animal chaplain mm. and in to say animal minister. And at the same time, I'm also a credentialed pet grief and bereavement counselor. Mm. So the two work hand in hand. My mission or my ministry is designed to help both animals abused, lost, abandoned animals, those in cages, shelters, whatever. And also to help people who have suffered the bone loss 
bone pain marrow, bone marrow loss of a broken relationship between the animal companion, mm-hmm. which we tend to use as opposed to pet, uh, and ourselves. That bond is profound, and when it's broken, uh, the pain and sorrow can be, and the grief can be uh, bone deep. Mm. Yeah, understood. So what is, uh, what, yeah. what is uh, an animal minister... Uh, an animal chaplain uh, do, chaplain. and, and uh, yeah, so an animal chaplain. What uh, what what are what are the duties, and and where where do you practice that? Right. Well, it's both with humans and and with animals. So very often uh, in the grief work that I do, uh, part of the healing process involves say a ceremony. Uh, it could be a burial ceremony, it could be a memorial ceremony, planting of a tree, uh, whatever. And very often I will be invited to come and with friends, uh, say some prayers, um, talk a little bit about the animal-human relationship, the animal and spirit, that the relationship doesn't die even though the animal companion does. So certainly it's providing that kind of reassurance and comfort uh, for those people who are open to a more spiritual response or spiritual approach to the death of their animal companion. It usually centers around the euthanasia issue, euthanasia murder. Um, Can you help me work through this as an animal chaplain? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, of course, they dovetail as an animal grief counselor because that's listening to the story and uh, praying with them if necessary. But the objective in all cases, whether it's for the animal or the human, is to reassure and to move from hurt to healing. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, kind of to accompany the people on their grief journey and to reassure the animals that they're not forgotten, even though they're in some shelter or cage or uh, other forsaken place. All right. Great. So you do you help people with that uh, end of life uh, moments with with their uh, companions, their 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 animal companions. Um, so it, it helping people with that that decision because uh, it's so hard. Because I mean, we're like, well. You know, it's it's February and spring's just around the corner, mm. and and right. we always love the walks in the spring. Mm-hmm. But if if the animals hurting, uh, they're not looking forward to spring. You know, right. uh, they're living in right. the, they're living in the now. And uh, is that difficult? Do you have a hard time helping coach people to uh, to make that decision? What do you find when when talking to people well, in that situation? I, actually, I, I never do. I, I always remain silent in those cases. Mm. I, I'm there. I mean, if they have a belief, they turn and they say, "Do you believe I'll meet my animal again?" If that's their belief, then that's my belief, and I reassure them in that belief. But. The decision to to end an animal's life, uh, I don't participate in that because it's too awesome. I, I am there to reassure, I'm there to comfort, I'm there to be a presence for them. But after they make the decision is when the real work begins. Sure. Because right. that's when the guilt always creeps in. Did right. Too long? Did I act too soon? Uh, should I have given this medicine? with with my animal companion another week or month. It's in that uh, tangle 
that I'm most called upon. The actual decision-making, uh, that's sacred, unholy territory, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enter into. Sure. Yeah. So Does that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, we the, the we had a, a few vets that that have worked on the show with us and uh you know, usually then they they do have to co- they have to coach the people. The vets very often are are that, you know, people there at the end helping right. helping people, you know, and and putting it in perspective that if if the cat or the dog, I mean, they're not looking forward to. It's like, "Oh, you know, only if they could stick around for graduation or right. oh, it'll be my birthday soon." They don't they don't think in those terms. It's like either I'm enjoying life today and now right. or I'm 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 not. I'm in pain and and this hurts and and it's going to hurt you well, even more to make that really difficult decision for them and 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 with your your pet animal companion. Well, up to a point, you're you're right, but you know there has been more more scientific research and and revelation in the last I don't know ten years relative to animal sentience than there ever has been before. So the notion that the animal doesn't sense the end, or, or that the animal does not want to live even through the pain because of his love for his person, you know. People think, well, animals have unconditional love and animals only live in the present and animals have no sense of death. Well, there's reason to think that those generalizations are not as true and as sound as we have made them out to be or as we think of them as being. Mm -hmm. So it's a complex process in which the animal may very well be in pain Mm -hmm. but wants to hang on and is aware of the pain that he or she is in, but wants to hang on because he, he, she loves his home, loves the person he, she is with, but at the same time can sense, if you look into the eyes, that something is about to happen. And while they may not have the concept of death, there is a deep and profound awareness that something is changing forever. Sure. Right. Well, elephants, like elephants, and they talk about elephants and elephant graveyards, and they, they'll migrate right. uh, when it's their time. So... Uh, they have to be aware of something, right? There's got to be a, a connection, a connection there for for them. So why why wouldn't it be the same? There be some sort of same similar uh, awareness for you know your puppy or your kitty. That's, well, uh, that's it's true. I mean, we you know we we really have been victimized by the 17th century philosopher Descartes, and in some extent, some of the teachings of the Church that sort of talked about man having dominion over all the animals and that. For the longest time, until recently, animals were considered more or less beings without feelings. You know, if they yelped in pain, it was a reflex action. It wasn't that they really felt pain. So we're sort of moving away from, I guess, what you call uh, anthropocentric point of view in which man is no longer just the center of this universe, but in fact, you know, he is just among one of many intelligent feeling beings and once you grasp that concept that you're not the top dog no pun intended Mm -hmm. then you have to redefine the way you look at the world and the way you look at yourself right with all the uh with all the different denominations that are out there is that as a chaplain is that something that you have to pay attention to to what a person's belief is or is not when they're grieving for their animal yeah only to the extent that they want me to i mean if somebody Oh, and it talks about, I mean, they, if they want to make the sign of the cross, they, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and if, if that's not what I believe, it doesn't really matter, because my job is 
to support them in their belief. So at that moment, I am what they need me to be in order for them to become who they want or where they need to go. So uh, it, it, it's, it's not an issue. As sometimes if I ask someone to pray, mm-hmm. uh, it's often designed to break the mind turning around in circles. You know, it's sort of like a short-circuiting the that I do the right thing when I'm going to sure. go now, how am I going to handle it? So, okay. so there's enough of a jolt in offering the pray that a space is opened up and in that process some work can be done. So you you most most of your work is with the uh, grief and and the loss and and the end of life with the pets. Uh, as a chaplain, are you called on for uh, any any beginning of life or other phases of the pets' lives? Like, have you had to do a, a bris for a cat? <laughs> no. no, come on, no, 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 no. That's, no. That's not where it's at. Mainly no, little baptisms for the puppies. What do we got? No? no? I, I, I think we take a little more reverential approach. You know, <laughs> like, well, you haven't met me yet. <laughs> uh, I have already. Yeah. <laughs> you can see where you this is. You would be the first person I would perform a bristle <laughs> smile while I was doing it. Uh, so you see where this is headed. But no. All right. So uh, let's. I'm going to call you on the carpet here, right? Uh, so... What what do you believe? Do you believe uh, our our pets are gonna we're gonna be able to be in heaven or in the in, in the next existence with uh, our our pets gonna be with us? I, I, I would... think we're all still working on that. I certainly am. I, I was surprised well, maybe a month or so ago, maybe two. I saw a picture of Pope Francis, and I'm trying to remember what he. It was there was a dog with him. I think it was a rescue dog, and I think the caption said something like we will meet our pets again in eternity through the expansiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh. To that effect. I'd love to see my and, fudge again. You know, there are people who even will, will even cite uh, quantum physics and talk about energy not being destroyed, mm-hmm. manifesting itself continuously. And so you can take that point of view, the love that you and your animal have together for 15, 16, 17, 20 years is so profound that it's, it's hot. Well, 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 do you believe we'll meet our parents or our brothers and sisters sure. again? I mean, so right, right. I don't really know, but there's an inclination on my part to say that, yes, it's, it's possible. I feel in my heart, yes, we will, but that's as far as I can go. Right. I just I mean, it's sort of like Pascal's gamble, isn't it? Like, I can believe that it's so, and even if it's not so, and if I believed it is so, I'm better off mm. than if I didn't believe it, and it were so. So. Right. All right. So you have a website, and it's, uh, is it the othermecoaching.com? Is that what no, it is? No, not at all. I don't know where that came from, but. Uh, oh, years ago it was when I was working as a personal coach. That was the website. But there are two websites that I would invite your listeners to take a look at. The first is is more a resource for people who are working through their grief and sorrow, and that's PetGriefHelp, PetGriefHelp.com. And for the more ministerial one, the one that deals with 
our, our animal talks, we have a program called Animal Talks, in fact, that's, oh, wow. that's, that's what you do. <laughs> and it's, a, it's kind of a community outreach uh, ministry, and that is called PetMinistryBoston.com. So you have PetGriefHelp.com and PetMinistryBoston.com, but in truth, a lot of our work is done on Facebook, hmm. where people will talk freely about the animals that they've lost. And, you know, we have a, a powerful reach. At any given week, we may reach between 700 and 2,000 people on a post that is always either animal rights related or animal grief and sorrow related. Hmm. So they all sort of are part and parcel of the animal chaplaincy. So, uh, so your Facebook community is is really a community of, of support. Can people go to that Facebook page yeah. and 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 yeah, you know right. get prayers and well wishes and support from others? And good posts, solid posts, solid, timely, compelling information about mm-hmm. animal rights and also about issues pertaining to the grief journey and the process that people go through. And that's pet. What is that? That, that website, Facebook page, I think. Pet Grief Help and the Ampersand Counseling. Okay. Pet Grief Help and Counseling. And that, I think, people will find very uh, informative because they really want an active, uh, dynamic community of people whose primary interest is both animal well-being and, of course, their own passage and ritual through pain. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's out of Boston. That's out of uh, Massachusetts, yeah. is it not? Right, right. Okay. Home of the Red Sox. Yeah. And the Patriots and the Celtics and the All right, all right. <laughs> all right, so, uh, so dogs and cats, um, do, you, do you help people with uh, loss of uh, other types of animals? Have you, have you dealt with uh, reptiles? I mean, people don't get super attached to goldfish, but, uh, you know, reptiles well, and parrots do. can they stick do. around they for a do. while. They do, <laughs> they do in fact. Oh, it's again, uh, Mark Beckoff, a professor emeritus as a bioethicist from Colorado, had just written a piece on fish in general, but mm. there was some reference to goldfish in particular. But, but I have uh, a person I know who is extremely attached to the, his, her goldfish, and we know that the goldfish recognizes the shadow or the or the body form, and uh, I wouldn't put an attachment past any kind of animal. Huh? Sure. Form. Yeah. There is a dynamic that takes place, and we're in no position as human beings to sort of judge the depth of degree intensity of it. All I can say is that there is a profound interconnectedness, and if you don't see that you're part of it, that's probably a kind of uh, hell in its own way. But <laughs> right? the connectedness, you know, is just simply very deep. And the more you ponder that and realize it, that we have all of this life energy in common, then uh, I think the more happy we become and, and yeah. less uh, selfish. Yeah. So getting. But yeah, goldfish can. Yeah, it's hard. It, well, it's hard to, to make a connection with a goldfish sometimes because they're small. Right. They're, they're just a little coy. 
just a little. But that's your that's your opinion. Imagine if you would say this guy's a goofus. <laughs> he talks into a metal object that's and it. he thinks that he's making something relevant. <laughs> Who knows what the goldfish thinks of you? you know what I'm uh, exactly. All right, so Cal, you just be like a dude. You be a dude to <laughs> Cal, uh, so if people are looking for uh, individualized attention from you, do do they need to be? Right. Uh, in the Boston area, or is this something that you you do online too? It's worldwide. I mean, yeah, it's worldwide. I mean, obviously, I don't talk to people in Kenya very much or at all. But no, there's no limitation to it. People can can contact me through the email on either website, and uh, if they want to work by phone or by Skype, that's doable. If they want to just simply correspond by email and open up their hearts and share their stories. That's doable, too. So, and, and after this point, there's no charge. We, we do ask for donations, and there's a donations page on the TedGriefHelp.com website, and people have been very generous. But I, we tried to charge, and it worked, but too many people were being turned away because, well, people are facing some tough financial times, and I didn't want to be responsible for their having to not have a chance to work with me and make that choice. So oh. there's no charge, there's a donation request, and they can reach me through the website or phone. Wow, that's great. That is fantastic. Great. So that. that is uh, petgriefhelp.com, and they can find your email right. there. Uh, there's stories, and there's posts. Uh, and there's a lot of videos. Yeah, there's a lot of posts on the Facebook page where people can uh, get connected and, and get share some great stories. That's uh, Cal. Thank you for the the wonderful work that that you're doing, helping people through. Yeah, it's like because it's like you know they're they're the kids that you have to watch grow up and die. I mean they're, yeah. they're so they're so part of the family, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so it's so difficult because you you know it's coming, and it's uh, it's 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 quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and thank you for helping people through that. Well, you're welcome, and thanks for the call, guys. I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. So at the end of life there, what is something, what's one thing you could say to people, generally speaking, the, uh, to, that they should do or consider or think of at that, at that, at that decision time or when that, decision's, or when that is happening? I, I really probably wouldn't. I would ask if they, excuse me, if they have a, a stillness practice, and I would probably ask them to go, into themselves. I mean, we are a, a grief avoiding society. We busy ourselves with everything in the world, do anything to distract ourselves from getting to know ourselves. So I would stand close to them and be with them, maybe touch them, maybe not. And just ask them to be quiet and find some sort of inner place to go uh, and to ask for strength and to ask for guidance. And uh, know that as finite beings, we don't have all the answers and we'll never make all the right decisions. And to kind of put their trust in some deep inner wisdom that resides in their hearts. And then I step back and leave that process up to them. Awesome. All right, Kalal, once again, thanks again. That is uh, petgriefhelp.com. And uh, again, thank you for all the great work you do. Thank you so much, sir. Take care of yourself. All right, man. Be well. Bye. 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 You know, Jamie, Uh, as an individual uh who has lost a number of pets uh, because of age, right? Um, And 
having pets that have actually given birth to new life to new pets and helping on both ends of the spectrum, I got, I can tell you losing a pet is one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. Oh my God. And yeah. I can only imagine, you know, having kids, what that's going to be like, but I don't want to imagine that at all. But yeah, helping, helping an animal through that euthanasia thing, you know, do we make that decision? Do you not? It's really difficult to, uh, understand where the animal's you know mind is at that point. Yes, they might be in pain, but you really don't feel it. You don't know it, but you. A lot of people can just see it, and that's where their decisions come from when it comes to helping a pet or an animal end its uh you know end its existence you know on on this plane. So who knows if there's an if there's another plane of existence for an animal? I would hope there is, and hope I can see you know all the animals that I've had in my life again. I know you feel probably the same way. Well, yeah. I mean, if the dogs aren't in heaven, I don't want to go. <laughs> right? You know? But here's I'll the other thing. I'll go where the animals are. I really If will. I got to be dodging my three ex-wives all the time. <laughs> Only three? <laughs> <laughs> I just... I thought, your name's Jamie, not Brian. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, too, too soon? soon? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> that was terrible. Love you, Brian. That's it. <laughs> Uh, oops. <laughs> so who are we talking to next? Uh, Andy, if I can, I'm trying to get his, I don't know how to call us uh, uh, an email here. Oh. I don't know how you call somebody. Via email? Yeah. So I don't Skype know. Skype is an amazing thing. Yeah, I'm trying to. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to find uh, his, because uh, I have his email address. I said, well, we're on Skype. We can call you through your gear, but I may just say poop and uh, call him via the phone. Um, no, that's not it. Hmm. I'll go to that. That'll work. And then we'll just do the phone number because uh, all this, back there? All this uh, uh, technical <laughs> shenanigans is just uh, a little wild too much all right let's do this it's right. gonna be um that that and that and then so yeah he's got uh, what is it it's uh oh no i can't see it uh the name of his show it's interesting but it's it has a uh, boost and booze in it but he's a cat guy he's a he's a he's a cat guy and we'll talk to hopefully Talk to Andy here. Fantastic. And just another click or two. Let's see what we get here. All right. Oh, yes. May I have another surf? So we're going to talk to Andy. I believe so. God willing. <laughs> One ring a dingy. <laughs> and... This is Andy. Andy, hey, how you doing? It's Jamie from Animal Talk. Jamie, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I am good. You're here with uh, Matt Fox hey. and myself. Hey, Andy, how are, we, how are we this evening? I'm doing great, you guys. Thanks so much for calling. Absolutely. Uh, we got to lighten things up because we've been talking about pet grief and yeah. counseling and end of life for pets. I need another drink, man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're... Uh, 
Put in perspective for you, Andy, we have this show. It's called Animal Talk, helping people with their pets. We have a dog trainer and a vet and uh, talk about animal issues and animal products and authors and things. And today it was about pet grief and yes. end of life for pets. Uh, but we have another show called uh, uh, The Man Cave Happy Hour, where it's uh, all about uh, the spirits whiskey, spirit cigars, and the stories that go along with them. So, uh, oh my goodness, you guys, you are going to love what I have going on. Because oh, yeah. you have a couple, you have a couple podcasts, right? I do. I have a show called Boost Booze and Barbecue, and it can be found at boostboozebbq.com. And then I have another show called Pardon My Fork. Oh, yes, And please. Pardon My Fork is strictly food and drink, and we have so much fun over there. Can I brag about it for just a second? Yeah, guys? absolutely, please. absolutely. So here's what we've got going on. This week, uh, as, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, Friday, we are going to release an episode with the head brewer of Mazama, which is a medium-sized brewery here in Oregon, but they turn out some really fantastic stuff. Oh, wow. And then the week after, you're going to be able to hear an episode with Al Young, the historian and senior brand ambassador with Four Roses. Okay. And then the week after that, you're going to be able to hear an episode with the grandson of Clyde May, the founder of Clyde Mays Whiskey. <laughs> wow. That's oh, what's that cat's name? The grandson of Clyde May. L.C. May. L. C. It's actually, Clyde May was uh, Louis Clyde May. And uh, L.C., he has the name of his grandfather and uh, has tried to carry on his legacy and is doing very well with it, by sure. the way. That's have, you, have you tried the, the Clyde May Whiskey? I have. It's really interesting stuff, you guys. They have an Alabama-style whiskey that they make, okay, and it's finished over dried apples. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really give it an apple flavor, per se, but it just kind of lightens the flavor. It helps reduce some of those esters. Yeah. When people complain about the burn that they get from whiskey, it's those esters. That's what they're getting, right? Okay. And so it evens and mellows those out, and it gives you a little bit of sweetness on the back end. Right on, right on. We're gonna, we got to chat you up for, uh, we'll have you back on and, and chat cave, you up yeah. for the, the man cave, for sure. Uh, I, I met the Clyde, uh, the Clyde Maycat. He was here uh, in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, but that's cool. That's cool stuff. Uh, you, cause you were just, uh, there's some podcast, uh, groups on the Facebook and you were like, I want to be on two shows this week. And I'm like, do you got any pets? <laughs> and you're like, I like cats. And I'm like, come on the show. So Andy, tell us, uh, tell us about your cats. Who do you have in your life right now? Well, so I've got my cat, Thomas. And uh, it's kind of a, an interesting story. I was living with a friend of mine in an apartment complex, and uh, there was this mangy cat that would lay on the hoods of people's cars trying to stay warm. <laughs> and people would uh, throw stuff at him. They would hit him with the hose, like Jerks. just do all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. And my wife, who was uh, working at a veterinary clinic while she was an undergrad, she she came over and and. I have a real soft spot for animals, you guys, honestly. Uh And so I had started trying to build some kind of a trust relationship with this cat, right? Uh And uh, he was skinny. He was mangy. And my girlfriend at the time came over, and uh, I was like, oh, hey, I've kind of made friends with this cat. Come and check it out. And the instant she saw him and ran her hand across his back, she just looked at me. And this was in the fall in Oregon. And she just looked at me, and she said, um, what are your plans with this cat? And I said, you know, I don't know. We're just being friendly. And she said, well, 
figure it out right now because he's not going to make it through the winter. Right. Wow. And she was right. I mean, he was not in good shape at all. And so I uh, kept getting more and more friendly with him. I, I was feeding him. It, we would do this thing where put food front door and then I would run out the back door and run around because sure. all the younger, stronger cats would uh, like fight him off of the food and he wasn't getting any food from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I would run around the side and then I would chase those other cats off while he ate. And, uh, it just kind of, I don't form this bond, you know what I mean? And here we are 15 years later, he's 19 years old. Um, his kidneys are starting to go, but he's doing pretty good. 19, man, that's a good run for a cat. I had my boy for uh, 18 years. I had a cat named Kirby for 18. And so, yeah, 19 is a good run, especially for a guy that had some challenging challenging beginnings there. So that's pretty awesome. That's great. So you didn't just run and scoop him up and take him inside. You actually built that trust with the cat first? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did. Because he was, man, he was wild. He wasn't exactly feral, but, I mean, he wouldn't let anybody get near him. Hmm. Right on. So you have any other critters? It was important to me. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Well, so I hate to bring you guys back down, but (laughs) uh, our other cat, we just lost him last week on Tuesday. We have a wonderful and, grief uh, counselor. We can I, yeah, I got to. I got to. There's a there's a website. It's called uh, petgriefhelp.com. And Kal El, I believe he's from the planet Krypton. Uh, Khalil, yeah. Oh, Khalil. I kept on calling him Kal El. I'm sure he loved that. Yeah. Kal El. No, I didn't call him Kal El. No, I went on the air. Uh, That's funny. But uh, yeah, Kaliel, uh, and uh, he's a, he's a pet grief minister. He's uh, it's uh, he's he's a, he's becoming one of six. Animal chaplains ordain yeah. in the United States. Yes. So it's kind of, but oh. yeah, it's, uh, but you seem to have a handle on it. Uh, you got your wife and your other guy there supporting you. So I think you're going to make it through. What was, uh, what was our young oh, man's yeah. name that who just, uh, just, uh, passed? His name was Johnny Montana. And, oh. uh, actually the four roses bourbon that was my, my testers, my taste testers yeah. got here the same day we had to put him down. And mm. so, I made a drink in his honor. It's two parts, uh, uh, two parts, four roses, small batch bourbon, and one part uh, apple pie whiskey. Oh, I'm glad you said apple pie whiskey and not cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have a Vitamix. I can make it work. That would be uh, that'd be that'd be different altogether. <laughs> oh, so. No, I love that. I uh, I love that. So here's the question, because uh, when I lost uh, Kirby, right, and uh, after 18 years, I wasn't rushing right out to to get another cat. What's a do you think you'll have another critter in your life? Oh, I'm sure we will at some point. I don't think it would be fair to another animal right now. I I mean, that's not a it's not a good way to go, you know, losing Mm. an integral part of your family, because that's that's what it is. You know, my wife had Johnny for. almost six months uh, before we were married. So mm. that cat has been around longer than our marriage has. And so he was definitely a part of the family yeah. and, and it was very difficult. It was very difficult when he passed. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think it would be fair to take all of that emotion and throw it on another animal right now, mm-hmm. because let's be realistic. You guys, you need to, if you're going to, especially if you're going to get like a kitten or something, mm-hmm. you need to, 
there's some training mm-hmm. that happens. People think that, oh, cats, you just leave them alone and they do whatever. Well, that's how you end up with a really mean cat that wants to bite your toes. <laughs> you know, there's a certain amount of training that happens. Oh, yeah. Or, or with a puppy or, or with anything else. And so taking all of that hurt and all of that sorrow and all of that emotion and dumping it on to a new animal, I don't think that's fair to them, and I don't think it's fair to you. That's incredibly fair. That is an incredibly fair statement to say. Uh, that yes. is. So you uh, you threw that out there. You were you were in that uh, Facebook group, and you're out there, and you're like, I want to be on two podcasts this week. Uh, what was that all about? You know, it's just goal setting, brother. It's okay. just goal setting. I have interviewed a little over 100 people for my show in the last year. Um, I started the second show uh, four months ago, four and a half months ago, and it's it's just been nonstop. Some some days I'll have two guests at a time, mm. and you can't be a good interviewer without being interviewed some yourself, in my sure. opinion. And I honestly have been on maybe three other people's shows, and a lot of that's just because I haven't been putting myself out there. Sure. And so when I put that out to kind of the podcast community, it it was because I. I really need to feel it and see it from the other side. I think that's going to make me a better podcaster and a better interviewer. All right. Fair. That Fair. is really nice. Fair enough. And I'm glad you had some pets that we could talk about. I'm glad you were talking about booze because that's one of our favorite things. <laughs> and uh, What but, are you yeah, sipping you on over there? <laughs> <laughs> but it is Valentine's Day today, and you said you have to go cook dinner for your wife, so we're not going to keep you too long. But uh, I got your info now, and we are gonna, we'll are gonna we definitely touch base again. And uh, we do these things with our other podcast, The Man Cave Happy Hour, where we do it's called Just a Taste. And uh, we, we break down just, uh, just one sip that we're having and kind of talk a little bit about some bourbon history. So we'll pull you in for one of those. How's that sound? Oh, I love it, you guys. I can't thank you enough for including me. I mean, it's been really great. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you have a good day. Uh, you know, make a good dinner for your wife and uh, it, it'd be well, man. You guys, too. Cheers. 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 <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Oh, there you go. What a, what a wonderful gentleman. Wasn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. That's just so he's like, I want to be on two podcasts this week. <laughs> I'm like, all Talk right. Talk about worlds colliding. Just I got a podcast. Come hang out with Come me. On in. I got two of them myself. I didn't want to go too deep into the uh, man cave kind of stuff. But no, no, as no, we got talking a- to him, I'm like, holy crap. I think we should just keep rolling and push harder <laughs> on the whiskey. And then we'll just edit this part out and not even use it in animal talk and then go use it on the man cave. Oh, my gosh. You're so funny. But man. I brought it back to the pets. You did. So, you did. Uh, I was like. I, I I maintain composure, <laughs> and I didn't even brag. I didn't even name drop or brag. I was so I was gonna be like, oh, oh well, you got this person that well. We've what? had no, recording no, no, Jack like, Daniels, and <laughs> I just had Linda Blair sitting in my lap for twenty minutes. And, <laughs> all right, that's not true. No, but, it's not. But her head spun around a few times. It right? did. It did. We were holding hands while she was sitting in your lap. Her head spun around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, no. No. So, but we did hold hands at the end. It was fun. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the video. So, yeah, that's uh that's coming up on Animal Talk. Look for that uh in a in a very episode very soon. Yes. Uh Linda Blair from The Exorcist, Golden Globe winning. Yes. Oscar nominated actress. Uh, actress Linda Blair. Yes. Uh and she's a huge huge people don't know. She's a huge animal activist. You did just interview her and that's going to be yes. on the show that you had. And uh mm-hmm. just to let people know, it's uh you go look it up and and you go look it up now. It's the uh, World Heart Foundation. It's Linda Blair World Heart Foundation. Fantastic. Uh and she does j- just a ton of stuff. Uh you know, rescuing dogs in need mm-hmm. uh and and a lot of her messages is, is keep it local. Mm-hmm. Help local when you can. Right. 
And uh, when you can't send money to her, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm glad she puts local first. But then, it. you know, she's a second thought. That, no, that's it. So, uh, and there's a lot of ways. Like if you do shopping on Amazon, yeah, and that's that Amazon Smile. So it doesn't cost you any more. But um, part of the proceeds will go. Part to of the you. proceeds go to somebody, and uh, her her foundation has one. So if you don't have somebody like you know your local church or your school, you mm-hmm. know a lot of places have them set up now. But if you don't have somebody that you contribute to through Amazon, consider, uh, Linda consider Blair. yeah, Linda Blair, the uh, World Heart, Heart Foundation, and uh, it's a you know five hundred three C blah de blah M O U S E yeah whatever it's a nonprofit I don't know yes. yeah it's, it's 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 the legal beagle <laughs> thing of it oh I don't know whatever it is. but uh, yeah so but uh, a nice way a nice forty minute conversation or. 35 minute conversation. That's and so that's coming out as, a, as an episode soon. Fantastic. Uh, I got to edit that down. Um, very cool. That's so, yeah. very, that's a very cool interview to have. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. It was a uh, uh, crazy. She was here for a, a big horror uh, uh, comic con. In, in Astronomicon. Michigan. Astronomicon. There's yeah. a, 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 there's a rock band here in the Detroit area. Yeah. There. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart's going to going to come to that Astronomicon and sign, <laughs> sign some autographs for people. It's those crazy ICP guys are there. <laughs> I don't know. They they got clown makeup on, but they're very scary. <laughs> I have no idea what voice I'm doing or why I'm doing it. I was trying to do it's like my old man voice. But no, the, uh, so this comic con, I just let it roll, man. Cause that was, actually pretty good fun it was a pretty good <laughs> all right but uh so the astronomica it's a, it's a comic convention but uh it's heavy on the wrestlers yes it, it, it's heavy on the horror uh lots of comics yes uh and so linda blair being the exorcist you know they had her in d snyder was there really yeah. so was, i was standing in the lobby mm-hmm. trying to get in oh yeah 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 <laughs> And I just saw costume after costume. Oh yeah, people were out in the uh, out in the parking lot right. changing into their, yeah, you know, putting the makeup on and whatever. I'm like, I want to go inside. I'm like knocking on the window. Yeah, hello, I want to come in. Yeah, there's a <laughs> and so the podcast Detroit. We're here recording out of the podcast Detroit studios downtown Detroit. Uh, they have uh, more studios here in the city as well, mm-hmm. and they uh, they set up remote uh and they set up a booth there at the astronomicon and so they had shows like there's probably a hundred and ten i think last time bob told me he i said something like oh they have like 70 some show he's like we have 110 exhibitors all right sorry no 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 shows on on the podcast detroit uh, network yeah so there's about 110 shows on the podcast detroit network but they so they had uh and there's a bunch of wrestling shows and a bunch of comic shows and cosplay shows and so a lot of those people came out to the con and were recording live on, oh, on site. Okay. Um, and they also, it's a pretty amazing thing the Podcast Detroit guys do is they, uh, they have free podcast days. Mm-hmm. That if you're like, hey, I got this idea. Is it the first or second Saturday of every month? I think it's the first Saturday. First of the Saturday month. of the month. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it now at each of the conventions, so you can, uh, you know, register to come down to the convention. One of the because po- there's a Great Lakes Comic Con, there's wow. the Michigan Comic Con, the Detroit Comic Con. So not Con, only can you do it here downtown at the shipping company, you can also go to the Royal Oak Studio right, and right, do right. Uh, yeah, a show from there on the first Saturday of each month. So, yeah, if you're in the Metro wow. Detroit area and you're like, hey, I got an idea, because uh, people say, what do I need? To start a podcast. An idea? You need an idea and, and some courage. Yes. 
You need that's that's and what a you voice. Need. Yeah. yeah, you just need some an idea and some courage, uh, and the rest of it can really fall together. You know, sure. as the, the hosting and the equipment, and yeah. you know, that's all really secondary. Because honestly, God, you could do it with your phone. You could do it with your iPhone. There's an app called Anchor. Yes, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, it's free. And yeah. no, because it, it's Anchor is a little weird because they they own your stuff once you do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but if you're doing it for free, literally, you could do. You know, you could on your way home in your car right now. You could like, oh, you know, stop in a parking lot so you're not driving and texting, and and log into the anchor thing and create it. And Where's the fun in that? And start and start yeah, <laughs> and start talking into your phone and you're making a podcast, right? But what you need is an idea. Yeah. Uh, so if you had an idea, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, that would be a, a way of doing it to kind of get your feet wet. Sure. An interesting thing, but it's very very cool. So we were there at the uh, Astronomicon, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that Linda Blair's down the way right there. <laughs> I go, she's. She's kind of cute. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I go, and I'm pretty sure she likes animals. <laughs> I'm pretty furry. <laughs> well, hey, you are, but. You hey, know. Linda, how you doing? <laughs> and she was like, go away. No, but uh, so the, several people had asked her for interviews and things, you know, but, and there are people from horror, horror, right, uh, right, right, and, right. and spooky town podcast. And she didn't want to talk about that. I mean, she'll she sign. Wanted to, she want to talk about her passion. Right. And, and so I, I talked to her handler because she's, a, you know, normal, they all have handlers there. Sure. And I'm like, I go, you know, I was wondering, I go, I have a podcast and he's just raw. He's already rolling his eyes. Right. Uh-huh. And, and I go, I was wondering if we could talk to Linda. And then he's done rolling his eyes and kind of turned away from me. I go, it's called Animal Talk. And he kind of stopped. He's like, yeah, OK, keep going. <laughs> I go, we help people with their pets. And I, don't know. I go, I know she has this foundation. She's like way into animals. We'd love to talk to her about animal stuff. Yeah. And he's like. He goes, uh, you know, she said no to a few people already. She goes, and she goes, just about 10 minutes ago, and she goes, and it was a little kid. And she he goes, and she <laughs> shut him down cold. <laughs> wow. I go, but uh, he goes, he goes, you can ask her, you know, because you got to go through him first. Right, so I got right. the okay to ask her. My goodness. And uh, she stood up from the table and she yeah. starts talking to me and we're standing there for 10 minutes and she's like, just, I'm like, Linda, I go, I wish I had a microphone because this is uh, amazing. <laughs> I go, you got to come over and sit down. We got a whole booth, just like three booths down from you. I'll set up, come talk to me. And then she's, and she's like, all right, all right, great, great. And another five minutes. So we're there for 15. I'm feeling bad because people are lining up to get autographs from oh, her boy. stuff. And, I, and that's what she's, she's making money. Yeah. But it was really cool is everybody that came to her booth and got, you know, either one of those crazy pop culture bobbleheady things okay. what are those things called uh, oh we're old yes, you know what i'm talking about bobblehead no um they're but there's those pop heads or whatever i don't know pop rocks no i'm sorry i'm old <laughs> i don't know i don't know either i wasn't but they there, sell so. them at all the con they they sell them and they, like uh, characters from everything and so there's a, a an exorcist linda blair one uh, uh reagan uh right doll and she's autographing those and pictures and she has a whole array of pictures and shirts and, and things posters that you can buy from her uh but everybody that came through to get an autograph uh after she was done doing you know oh wasn't the exorcist fun yeah thanks a lot let me tell you a little bit of something about my foundation sure and everybody left her booth left with a flyer about her foundation that's great and got an earful about pets mm-hmm. uh, and and how animals are important. And uh, so it's cool. So she's out there and because she's like – so she's not out there just raking in money. She's out there – She's advocating. She advocating for is. her foundation and she's really doing a lot of good work for, yeah. for animals. Love so, it. Uh, but more of that when we talk to her. Um, Fair. Uh, yeah. When sure. we talk to her, when we talk to her, that episode's coming up. But getting the interview was fun. <laughs> so <laughs> – I don't know. Sometimes was, you just know. It was fun to me. And she knew. 
It was yeah. fun to me. Yeah, you're, and you're I, and, pretty. You're pretty inspirational. And guy. now, I, and now I got her phone number. <laughs> you're so funny. Because <laughs> I was, I was so giddy. I'm a little girl. I swear to God. You, are you a, are you a fan? Because I'm so yeah, I am. So, but because she's so sweet and so nice and yeah. and and so caring about about the pets. Um, and, and so as we're, we're leaving and, and uh, I was trying her, her social media person was trying to repost the things right. that didn't exist. <laughs> she was having a hard time finding it because uh, it's when we're at the Pacos Detroit studios, things work one way. And when they have that remote stuff out at a convention, right, it works get, a different way. Right. And I was giving them the wrong stuff. And what I, what I told them was out there, wasn't out there. Yeah. Uh, right. So I was, I, I was, it was just cause it was a remote thing. Right. Um, but that that in turn turned into like this day and a half conversation text messages between Linda and I, wow. which was just like you know I was giddy after talking to her for forty minutes, and then I got to you, you know chat it up on the text, and I would be with somebody. I'm like, hey, guess who just texted me? <laughs> well, you did the, like, same, thing. You up, did the same thing to me, man. Look, yeah, shut up. look, look. What oh, you that, was you. That, that was you. That was me. Oh, that was... I didn't say shut up. I wanted to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> I live vicariously over here, man. You know that. <laughs> that was yeah, but that was fun. So. Uh, Linda Blair, it's, 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 I'm sure people are fascinated by the, uh, inner workings <laughs> of, <laughs> of podcasting, but, you know, uh, it's a, it's a lot of sweat equity that goes into what happens on a weekly basis with animal talk. Yeah, it's fun. Though. It really is. There's we a got lot a lot of interviews on the horizon. Um, we got connected with a couple people, uh, people found the site and they like want to talk to us. And sure. so we have a, we have an array of interviews on, on the horizon. We're going to be talking to some more interesting people coming up tuned. on the show. As well, yeah. So there's there's some more neat stuff uh, coming up. Uh, a few authors, children's books, cool. some training books. Uh, I shall clear my Thursdays. That's because <laughs> we are it. Facebook Live every Thursday. Uh, yeah, not from today s- though. Not I today, but uh, typically it's uh, Facebook Live yeah. seven to eight. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And so. uh, all right, so um, Matt, you said you had <laughs> something for me. I do. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Yeah. All right, what you got, man? I got to set this up right. So, hey, Jamie. Hey, what? Hey, Jamie, what's the medical term for owning too many dogs? I don't know, Matt. What's the medical term for owning too many dogs? A rover dose. Good night, everybody. It's a groaner. Oh my god! No. You said you asked if I had one. You did, and it had to be bad. It had to be bad, right? Oh. (laughs) Wait, wait. I got, I got something for you, but um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's kind of, it kind of takes us back down. A little bit like like we were earlier, you know. But a good a good friend of mine, after seven years of medical school and training, sure, he got fired for one just one minor minor indiscretion. He slept with one of his patients. Oh boy, yeah, oh, really? How old was she? Can no longer can no longer work in the profession. Okay, it's what a waste of time, effort, training, money. Now he's got school loans to pay. It just goes to so one minor mistake can ruin your life, right? Yeah. So thoughts of, of him and, and his parents who are, are, are now devastated. And and the thing was, he was going to be a great veterinarian. What? Uh. <laughs> Bar- <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> you 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 wow, you went down a dark path there, man. <laughs> All right. Ponder that. And uh if you can understand it, email me at Jamie at animaltalkradio.com. If you're offended by that, please email me at Jamie at animaltalkradio.com. If you uh understand it, could you please explain it to me? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's still quite. Yeah, let me good. get an email up here real quick. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, all the social medias: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all Animal Talk Radio, and the website animaltalkradio.com. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, listening to Patreon. If anybody's like really mm. crazy interested about that, there's yeah. one of those. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/animaltalkradio. Uh, Click and, subscribe. Yeah, wherever yeah. you're listening to podcasts, yeah. right? And, and leave a leave a note. Leave a leave a note. Yeah, leave it for it Jamie. Up and put it that. under his put it under her mass windshield. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you leave a, a, a rate or subscribe or leave a comment, it, it really does help. So, and, and if you made it through this much of these shenanigans, <laughs> God it's love been you. A lot of shenanigans and, this and week, man. Thank you but. very much. Uh, back with more animal talk before you know it, and uh, have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs>